everyone, welcome to the second episode of the Secret Track Podcast. Today we once again talk about our favorite new releases and some upcoming shows we're going to. And we hope the quality is a little better than the previous one. Uh, once again, we're still learning all of this, so bear with us. And thank you for listening. Okay, so let's start uh, with some discoveries we made this week. Rob brought along, like, it, this is the biggest discovery of this month, let's say, for me, I, I think I could say. Because he's not very popular, but all the stuff that he does is so impressive. I discovered him by, okay, not by accident, because a friend of mine recommended it to me. And at first I was like, okay, that's impressive that he does all his music himself. But then like, I listened to his new EP and I was so fascinated and I love this song First Person on Earth and I actually cannot stop listening to this. Mm-hmm. I have to admit, like I've never heard of him before and First Person on Earth is the only song I've listened to, mm-hmm. but I love it. And then the, the live performance uh, that he did all the stuff by himself and made work, work with the loop station and everything, I love when artists do that and it's very impressive seeing them do more than just clicking a button <laughs> you know yeah, exactly and as far as i know he does it like in every live performance yeah i have never seen something like this actually oh okay i mean the the closest thing i've seen to this was when at sheeran did worked with his loop station when he was performing when i w- went to see him but this was actually very impressive especially when he had like the v controller and worked with that that was really cool and i need to check out more of his music i checked out like two more songs and they were like two edm for me but this one the first person on earth that has such a good vibe and it's exactly something i would listen to yeah like make sure to check out his <coughs> new ep it's like in, in in this vibe it has only four songs and i think it's been released like last month but uh, i might be wrong <laughs> but yeah, it's really worth it, actually. Okay, if it's in this vibe, I'm down. It is, it is. <laughs> what I discovered this week was American authors. I've been subscribed to them for like a long time, but I've always just kind of ignored them in my subscription box. But I listened to the Say Amen song and I actually really like it. I love this kind of music and... It's it. I wouldn't say it's like Hosier, but it's kind of similar. It reminded me of Hosier actually, and like their voices are like really memorizing. I would say. Plus the music video is so pretty. I could. I not know, do right? It. It's. I think it's Iceland. It must be Iceland. <laughs> I just wanted to say um, that like it reminded me of our plans to go to Iceland one day. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing <laughs> on earth is as beautiful as Iceland, so it must yeah, be Iceland facts. in the video. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But I'm definitely I definitely need to check out more of their music. Because I only checked out like two or three more songs and it was the same vibe, so I loved mm-hmm. it. And maybe if they release something, maybe they did, maybe they will, I don't know. But I'm definitely gonna look for look out mm. for them. Yeah, they seem very interesting to yeah. me as well. 
And I hope they get more famous. I mean, they are pretty famous, probably. Yeah, they have like 600,000 subscribers as far as I know. Yeah, but a lot of mm. people say like in the comments that they are very underappreciated, so... Same thing with Robert DeLong. He has, uh, I, right now I'm looking, he has like 50,000 subscribers, so that's like so little. Has he been uh, on the scene for a long time? Uh, I mean, the other link that I sent you with Happy, mm -hmm. it's it's from 2013, so oh, that's a long okay. time, yeah. Okay, yeah, probably the sound has changed too, so... Yeah. Okay, so the next one we have is the 1975 song. I mm -hmm. mean, I've heard or listened to them before, but I never really liked them. Oh, really? Yeah, they're like, their style, it wasn't my style. And it's it's the kind of music that seems the same to me. And oh my god, I don't like. I'm gonna piss off so many people now. <laughs> <laughs> but it just isn't my thing. But mm -hmm. this song is kind of. I feel like it's kind of different. It's probably more poppy too. But what I really liked was the music video. Yes, it has like such a nice vibe. Like yeah. being, I don't know. I just felt so happy just by mm -hmm. watching this. Yeah. And it just made me feel so good and like put me in a good mood. But I have heard of uh, 1975 for like a long time and have tried actually to discover like more of their music and like I always liked it mm -hmm. but never were I have never been very into it but like this song I really like the vibe. It just makes me like watching the video and listening to this song made me just think that life is all good and nothing is wrong in this world <laughs> so yeah that was a nice ex experience actually. Yeah. i like the colors of the music videos and i love that he's actually dancing along yeah and he's doing a choreographed dance that's i don't know if he has ever done it before or if me they if as a group ever done it but i actually i was pleasantly surprised by that mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah. If they go in this direction, I might check out more of their songs, but I, I'm not really a fan of their pre previous albums. I enjoy them, but this is nothing like special or new to me. So mm -hmm. this is why I was kind of skeptic uh, when I saw that he sent me this link. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm not even subscribed to them, but it popped up in my recommendations. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and what actually got me to click on the video was the thumbnail that had like all the colorful stuff mm -hmm. in it if yeah. it goes this way i'm probably gonna check out more gonna stun <laughs> <laughs> i'm not sure about that but <laughs> <laughs> let's not go too far yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then the other new release is billy eilish right mm -hmm. come out and play yep she's like dropping songs out of nowhere all the time isn't yeah i she? know i know yeah she is actually and i have such mixed feelings about this song because i mean i love her uh content and like everything she does mm -hmm. but some people say that she does the same stuff all the time and i kind of agree with this but i at the same time i, I enjoy it a lot when i played it for the first time mm -hmm. when i first played the song i liked it and i had nothing against it but the more i listened to it the more i realized how similar it sounds mm -hmm. to everything she has done before and i'm not hating or anything because she's extremely talented like she's so young and uh has such a voice mm -hmm. and this is impressive i kind of want to hear something new or something that had vibe which was visible uh in copycat or songs like this that she has done before i mean i definitely agree because this one was kind of boring to me 
mm-hmm. would say. Yeah, exactly. And That's a good word. <laughs> if I compare it to when the party is over or you should see me in a crown or copycat, those are such a good songs with, with the exact vibe I came to listen to her for in the first place. And this song is, I mean, it has kind of Christmas uh, visuals, which I don't think it has anything to do with the song, <laughs> but it's just kind of boring me. I have another new release from a s- completely different music mm. space, and that's the David Guetta song. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Say my name. I actually think that's a typically David Guetta song, maybe apart from J Balvin's part, because it actually surprised me. Mm-hmm. And obviously it's love, so <laughs> the moment you hear it, you want to dance to it, I would say. Yeah, that's the typical style. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But like, what surprised me was that J Balvin's uh, part with the Spanish part, like I didn't expect it to happen in his song. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of surprising. But still, this is like a typical song that would be made by him. Yeah, but I what I really liked was that BB Rexa sang on it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if, yeah. if they've ever collabed before, but her voice really fits the song well. And that mm-hmm. makes me kind of like it more. I have never actually listened to a single Weber Rexa song. Okay. So I might check out later. Yeah, I think her voice is very good. There's like a flood of these young women that mm-hmm. are getting in the spotlight, which is a good thing. But yeah. for me, her voice is kind of standing out. I mean, I need to check out more, but like based on this song, it is really like captivating, mm-hmm. I would say. I also really like her song with Louis Tomlinson. Oh, I have never heard it. They have a song called <laughs> Miss You and it's, mm-hmm. I believe it's, a, it's Louis' song and she's featured on it, but their mm-hmm. voices go together really nicely. And the last new release, I think, mm-hmm. we have here is the Steve Aoki one. We actually talked about the uh, sneak peek yes. of it I remember the it. last time mm-hmm. and then the music video came out like a day after, I think. What did you think about the song? The song itself is, I would say, a bit too poppy for me. Maybe it sounds weird or like I'm just trying to be edgy or quirky. (laughs) Because it is good indeed. And I love the Asian representation in the song and music video. This is a good thing to see happening right now in a like such huge uh, industry. I'm repeating myself right now actually, but it is very impressive to and interesting to see that such legends like uh, Steve Aoki that everyone knows or at least have heard of is collabing with BTS mm-hmm. which is quite a new thing right now in the music yeah. industry yeah they're making their way out of the K-pop bubble I think this song only proves it because I think I mean I've never listened to BTS too much but did this doesn't sound like K-pop at all yeah uh, it's gonna sound really bad but I was waiting for them to come in or something when yeah. I was listening to this because I didn't even realize that so. yeah and it sounds very different so I mean I get that it's featured on his uh, on Steve's album so mm-hmm. they're gonna perform a song that he probably wrote and stuff but. I kind of, even though I personally don't listen to K-pop, yeah, I hope, I hope they don't turn into the US kind of mainstream scene because they would lose all the freshness, I would say, mm-hmm. that yeah. they brought. Uh, let's be real, this song sounds kind of like very American, yeah. like something that's like w- you would hear in the radio, not something that's like is typically K-pop. Or like in any other direction than like just 
regular talk. Yeah, I would say it doesn't sound like something so many people started being their fans for. Yeah. But speaking of uh, boy band groups, mm-hmm. we need to talk about Backstreet Boys. <laughs> I know that you're very excited to talk about this. Yeah, I am very excited to talk about it. It's partly because of uh, the school I'm studying. I kind of <laughs> delved into boy bands mm-hmm. and I'm just so fascinated <laughs> <laughs> because they they released a new song called Chances uh, mm-hmm. as they're gonna have a new album out in January I believe and the song is actually I actually like the song yeah I like it as well but like it's still it's so di- like weird for me to listen to new content uh, by made by Backstreet Boys in 2018 really weird to watch but I like I enjoy it actually a lot yeah I mean it's a typical boy band song but yeah, yeah. that's what I'm here for honestly <laughs> <laughs> no one would expect like anything else from them I would say but it it's it works and I also really like the music video because there are people dancing which we already talked about Hozier's movement yes last week yes where we said that we love dancing and this is the same case yeah i actually thought about us talking about this last week when i was watching this music video uh speaking of dancing <laughs> the live performance <laughs> that was so fun to watch actually i'm subscribed to ellen mm-hmm. and i was like oh my god backstreet that's how i found out they're back mm-hmm. i was like oh my god they're actually like performing live on ellen so i was like okay let me click on this And first of all, I like the song as well. Yes, I actually like it more than Chances. Yeah. Okay, I think I'm gonna enjoy the album, honestly. But what absolutely like struck me is the fact that they're still doing boy band moves. I mean, I'm not like laughing yeah. at it. I'm just like, I'm so fascinated by it. They're like 40 or something, and mm-hmm. and if like a, not even 40 year old, if like 20 year old boy band came out doing I'm not talking about BTS now because that's kind of something different they they didn't like start out as a they didn't make songs I would say that like were trying to get the young adult lady demographic (laughs) (laughs) if you know what I mean yeah but these boy bands are like made to do that and in Mm. If you had a boy band that tried to do that today, they would just... I, I just feel like everyone would laugh at them, but they are still doing it. Why? Do, how does it work? Why does it work? <laughs> I'm so confused. When I was watching this live performance, mm-hmm. I was like like kind of smiling mm-hmm. when I saw the career and everything that they were doing. But yeah. somehow it's still, it's still so uplifting, I don't know, to see this happening. Like... A couple of middle-aged men dancing <laughs> to their songs. Yeah, this is so nice. Yeah, it's crazy, but it's also like kind of beautiful. And I'm, I just don't understand how it still works. And it just tells me how powerful our marketing tool is nostalgia. Mm. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> That's crazy. I mean, <laughs> I did not used to listen to them. But basically this mm-hmm. <laughs> performance made me buy a ticket for the concert. <laughs> yeah, and I actually was surprised when you told me about this. Yeah, because I I just I, I just need to see this live. <laughs> that's, that's all there is to it. Like, I literally know three songs by mm-hmm. them. 
I know I, I want a dead bike uh, Baxter's bike and that's probably <laughs> it and then these two new ones but I still bought the ticket just because <laughs> I need to s- I, I need to see this I didn't understand it but I love it and <laughs> I need to I need to see it how much was the ticket it was like $80 oh okay it wasn't bad but it was going quick mm-hmm. Yeah. They are playing in like a 16,000 people venue. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. And they are playing in the biggest arena, I think, here. And there's only like 300 tickets left. So I was like, okay, I better buy this. Mm-hmm. And if I decide not to go, I can always sell yeah, it, you know. Of but they have VIP tickets. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, let me check that out. First of all, it's all sold out. Mm-hmm. And second of all, it costs almost a thousand dollars. Oh my god. Wow. And it sold out here. I was so surprised, but I'm just wow. <laughs> it's very impressive. And I honestly didn't expect that they would still have such a big fan base yeah. here. I know that they're very popular, but not in two thousand eighteen, right? And still they managed to sell out like such arenas and like VIPs that are this expensive. I mean, especially like in here in Czech Republic. But I was reading a, I was actually reading like a study about them, and they were way more popular in Europe than in the US at the beginning. Really, I didn't even know. Yeah, I didn't know either. But I'm kind of getting too deep and reading like academic journals about boy bands, so that's my life. Huh? <laughs> it's so interesting. But that's only one of the four tickets I bought. <laughs> oh my god, I love spending money on <laughs> tickets and then you you cannot eat anything for the next two weeks, but at least you have a ticket for a concert. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So I have Backstreet Boys in June. Mm-hmm. Then in January, there is Tom O'Dell is coming, mm-hmm. which I'm so excited for because I love the new album, mm-hmm. which we're going to talk yes. about later. And then... Um, Aurora is coming in January. Oh, you bought the ticket? Oh my god, I did. Yeah, I did. I bought it because I found out she was touring again and I didn't know why because I didn't know she had anything new out. Mm-hmm. But she has she has an album, but it's only eight songs and it, I think it's only like a part one. Oh, okay. Because there is, it's the name of the album and then it's a step one. Oh, so I think mm-hmm. it's just like the first part. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna listen to it first and then decide. And it's so beautiful. Her music is very, or at least this album, is kind of like Enya. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's like that, but it's still on the alternative pop vibe. It's just very good. I loved her first album and I was afraid she would go more like a indie pop kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited to hear it live because she works with her voice so well. I believe, I actually believe that some of the songs that have like more beat to it, if someone else sang them, I would be like, uh, mm-hmm. I don't really think I like it as much. But her voice is really good. Mm-hmm. I'm so very excited for, for this show. And the uh, third one is George Ezra in May, mm-hmm. which I'm super excited about too. <laughs> I've already seen him before, but uh, he was touring the first album and I love both of them. I love the first one and the second one too. I probably couldn't choose between them but 
the first time I saw him, I was standing right in front of him. So, oh, wow. yeah, this is a bigger venue, so I'm, I don't think it's gonna be as cool, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, but still. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, I actually stole... Did I tell you about this? I actually stole a bottle really? from his show. I didn't yeah. know. <laughs> because I was standing so close to the stage and there was no barricade, so I was literally standing right like in front of him. Mm-hmm. Just like it a general like LP concert, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was just He was just a little bit higher, but I was right in front of him and <laughs> I stole a water bottle <laughs> he drank from. Oh, wow. I mean... <laughs> After he after the concert was over, there was just like an empty plastic bottle. And I was like, hmm, <laughs> let me take that as a souvenir. And I still have it. Oh, wow. <laughs> like at all the concerts that I've been to, there are always people who take like their bottles or anything that mm-hmm. they touched just to, mm-hmm. you know, be able to say that, oh my God, I touched the same thing that they mm-hmm. touched. And this is actually so cute. People might think that we are like crazy fangirls, but our teacher... Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, two days ago we had a class, and we have a like non-artificial music history class where we talk about fifties and sixties and basically rock music mm-hmm. history. And he was telling us about a show he went to. I don't know who it was, but they were pretty famous, I think. And they got a towel. A drummer or a guitarist threw a towel, and they caught it. You know, they still have it framed. Immediately when he was telling the story, I was like, "Oh my God, that's me when I'm stealing like." <laughs> empty plastic bottles. It was kind of nice to see that I'm not the only one. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when I was at uh, King Princess concert in September mm-hmm. this year, someone brought uh, giants to the show. They mm-hmm. started smoking them and they uh, gave free shot, uh, free giants uh, to her. Mm-hmm. And she started smoking as well. And then she just decided to share her joint with all the audience. Mm-hmm. After the show, I read all the tweets mm-hmm. about the show and there were people screaming that, oh my god, I shared the same joint with King Francis. I touched <laughs> the same thing that her lips touched. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It makes people happy. I got tickets for two shows and the first one is actually pretty soon. It's Interwix and it's a Joji show. And I actually didn't know him like a month ago, but I was introduced to him and his music and I actually got really captivated by it and as far as i know he used to be a youtuber filthy frank but he started doing music he's pretty new i think in the music industry but i really like his vibe even though i have heard people saying that like all the stuff that he's doing right now is the same and sounds Mm -hmm. the same i I have to be like in a specific mood to listen to this and enjoy this music but i actually really like Mm -hmm. it i don't know if you have ever heard his songs or no i heard some of Uh them but for me it was kind of like you were saying it was very chill but very similar and at the moment i wasn't in the mood for that Mm -hmm. so it it seemed to me like a good background music yeah i totally get that sometimes i also just need to skip because i'm just not in the mood for that but when you're in the mood it actually oh my god it feels so heavenly i don't know i cannot even express this but this it just feels so good i mean i knew filthy frank exists i never watched his videos but I had no idea he like moved on from YouTube to music, so that's interesting. And I kind of love that YouTube gives some YouTubers the platform to start making music. Obviously, like Joji and 
Troy Sivan and who is actually really big right now. Troy Sivan is actually one of the most important pop singers nowadays, I would say. Yeah, he did make it to mainstream music. It doesn't happen very often, but when it does, it's really cool to see. And I think that Joji cannot really go to mainstream because this is not the music that most of people would listen to or just simply enjoy. But still, it's um, nice. I mean, right now I'm looking at mm-hmm. his Spotify page and he has seven million monthly listeners so he's quite big actually oh yeah that's a lot i didn't even know <laughs> i just saw that <laughs> kind of surprised and actually in amsterdam that i'm going to is already sold out and the other concert that i'm going to not that soon but still is lani it's in utrecht and it's actually on uh, the valentine's day you listen to their new album Malibu Night. I have not. There's this one song that's called Valentine's Day and I cannot wait to listen to this live on Valentine's Day. That's cool. I love when this kind of stuff happens. Like when, for example, Harry Styles had a lyric about New York and mm-hmm. it was in the Madison Square Garden in New York and like the arena almost fell apart, how loud everyone was. Or when in his song he has the line, welcome to the final show and it oh, was the yes. last mm-hmm. show of the tour. That was mm-hmm. just like epic. <laughs> I can't wait to see what they will do on Valentine's Day. Yeah, and what the reaction's gonna be. <laughs> and what kind of music they do, because I think I've heard some songs, but I don't really remember. It's mostly alternative and indie pop. Even though I'm not very into pop recently, I don't know, but like, I just want to discover a bit more. I still really enjoy their music and really like their new album. Plus they have some classics like I Love You So Bad, which I am never gonna put up with. So I cannot wait to hear those live as well. It's the best thing to hear your favorite music live. Is there anything else in this world that feels better than this? I don't think so. Yeah, probably not. I think Tom is gonna, s- I hope, he's gonna sing another laugh. Oh, that's such a classic, yeah. It is. It's such yeah, a good yeah. song. It's kind of like Muddy Waters to me, and we both know what happens. <laughs> yeah, we'll never forget this. Uh, Leah came to Prague and we went to the LP mm-hmm. show together. Which was my first show, it was... That was my second concert with her. But you met her, the meet and greet was before that, right? We waited for like a couple hours, right? But not that much, actually. We actually managed to be the first ones to be let in mm-hmm. the venue. We stood right in front of yeah. her. <laughs> and the f- songs she opened with was Mother Waters. I discovered her thanks to Muddy Waters being in Orange is the New Black. And it became like one of my favorite songs ever. And she opened with it. And I had a mental <laughs> Yeah, breakdown. I can confirm that. <laughs> like, I will never forget that <laughs> image of you just screaming and crying in front of her. It was crazy. And it was just such an experience. I couldn't believe it's actually happening. And it sounded yes. so good. If it sounded shitty, I would be like very disappointed, but it sounded so Yeah, her good. voice is like so powerful, no matter if it's studio yeah, version it or is. live version, like it's always, it is yeah. always so strong and... And the way the live performance was done, the instrumentals mm. and everything, it was, oh my like, god. Like that was actually <laughs> one of my best concerts, I think, in life. Yeah, I think, I would say it was one of my top mm-hmm. concerts, too. I mean, I've only been to good concerts, I would say, except for one. What was uh, let's talk about it some other time. I think that's all the time we have for today. I agree. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope the quality is better yeah. in this one. The sound quality. Hope we'll see. And if not, well, we tried. And if you made it all the way here, thank you for listening. Ba-da-ba.